fantasy. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you to Mr. Wilden Hughes and that lovely theme song introducing and bringing us back for another week of fantasy for Manly Man. I am, of course, the host with the least, uh, Mr. Ben Miller. And I've got on the line as well, uh, joining me, Mr. Bob Dabrowski. Hey there, Ben. How you doing there, kiddo? Oh, I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? I'm doing better than kissing my sister, I'll tell you that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think you might be referring to the tie that happened in the NFC North, aren't you? Oh, there was a tie? Oh, yeah. I didn't see that, but uh, I did see Monday night where the Bears utterly dominated world champion uh, Seahawks. Well, Bob, if we're going to have you on here as a recurring guest, you got to at least name your segment. Oh, yeah. We got the Bob's Bears Boners and Busts talking about the Bears football game from the latest week. And I'm excited to tell you there's a lot more boners than there are busts this week. A boner is a good thing. A bust is a bad thing, unless you're talking about busts like busty boobs. But in this case, no, it's football talk, and it's a bust like uh, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, well, uh, Ryan Leaf, how, what's he up to these days? Any clue? I think uh, I think he's uh, sober or something now and, and fat. But I don't know. I, I don't really keep up with uh, Washington State. I'm more of a D.C. kind of fella. Yeah, so speaking of Leaf, you aren't worried at all that Trubisky might turn out the same, are you? <laughs> no way, kid. No, first of all, attitude. Attitude. Mitch has got a great attitude. There's a lot of people who are just shitting on my boy, Mitchie T, the pretty boy assassin. But, boys, our, our guy Nagy, he's been, he's been preaching this since the moment he was hired. That this offense, kids, it takes time, okay? It's not something that you just sit down and eat like it's a whole turkey, okay? It's like a horse. You're eating a horse, not a turkey. And and it's going to take some time to eat it. And it's going to take some time to digest this offense. So I like to look at it as, hey, you know, they're coming down. They're storming down the field in the first drive. And, and both two games in a row, they look fantastic in the first quarter, especially when the drive is scripted. And they, they, they know these plays, right? So I like to think of it as eventually they learn the offense, and then uh, Nagy can call these plays that he's he's putting in in the first quarter later in the game that they get the sort of trust that you need, you know. And what do you what do you want to say about this defense? I mean, good God Almighty, it looks like the Bears of 1985 to me. Yeah, uh, that Khalil Max has uh, been working out pretty well for you. He's he's done all right in these first couple weeks, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, he's done a little more than all right. I'll tell you, he's leading the league in uh, most improved player in the universe, and, and he can't be even improved that much because he was already one of the best players in the universe. It's like a multiverse thing this guy's trying to do on the south side of Chicago. I love it. I love it to death. I love it to whatever happens after and all the things in between, kid. I'll tell you. Uh, the Mac attack, that's just what comes with the Mac. I got to go. I'm getting myself worked up here. I'm excited. Excited to just destroy the terrible, terrible Arizona Cardinals in steamy Arizona. I got to catch a flight out there, so I'm going to be there. And uh, Bob, Bob, wait, 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 though. I got, I got another question for you here. I've got a conspiracy. Okay, shoot them away. I've got a conspiracy theory about the, the Bears. I'm going to disregard the fact, at least in the criticism, that you know Trubisky can't improvise and he can only run the script. That's fine. That's Nagy's, that's Nagy's coach in there. But I've got a conspiracy theory that Nagy is actually – the actor H. John Benjamin. What can you do to disprove that conspiracy theory? I can't disprove that. No. Have you uh, ever seen those two in the same place at the same time? That bald head and the beard? I mean, maybe him and Ryan actually, Howard. Yeah, twice, twice last year. Ryan Howard, Matt Nagy, H. John Benjamin, all the same. Bald dudes with beards. Ryan Howard? <laughs> Our Ryan Howard? That Ryan Howard. Howie boy. No, he's up in Minnesota, and I can tell you, wait, no, he has glasses. That's right. He, Ryan Howard's got glasses. It's impossible to fake that. Well, Bob, I appreciate having you on here. You're infectious. I'm, I'm picking up tones of your accent here, and I, I can't even help it. But uh, I can tell that, kid. You had a, you're out in Cali, bro. Now you're, you're trying to bring some of the Midwest out with you to the Sunshine State. 
Well, I'm excited to get you out here out west and at least uh, bring some of that good Midwestern net out to Arizona. They need it. Aloha, bro. I'll see you out there. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, Bob. Bob. I, Bye, Bob. Running away. He's got to catch a flight. I, I believe he's got a, a podcast coming up uh, in Chicago, live taping too, huh? Yeah, that'll be exciting. Uh, the Hogan Johns show. Um, if you don't listen and you're a Bears fan, where have you been? You got to be listening. It's the best Bears podcast out there. And uh, my pal Bob Dabrowski helped set, set up a live show for them at um, my friend Johnny uh, Johnny Russo's bar, Cortland's Garage. And uh, yeah, they're, they're doing it Wednesday, October 3rd. Seven o'clock. Um, Bob will be Bob will be in attendance and shooting off some uh, live questions for his boys Hogan Johns, and should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. And for those of you who can't tell, uh, Mr. Peter Higgins stepped into the studio and is joining us. He's now that Bob Dabrowski's relinquished his seat. Mm-hmm. Thank hey you, guys. Hi Ben. Did you did you get some good sleep in today, Pete? I did. Uh, it's, it's nice to, I'm too lazy to do my homework at night. And so I just, I guess maybe this isn't lazy, but I, I never would have predicted this, that I just prefer to wake up at like five in the morning and get it all done in the morning. And then I just feel lazy at night and I don't want to deal with it. I, that's a better plan. I so I don't have school on Fridays and, uh, that's why we can do this and, and I get to sleep in a little bit because I don't have to like cram in before my 10 a.m. class. Good call. Whatever works. Well, let's uh, since Bob already recapped the Bears, let's talk about the Packers and the Vikings. Eddie, what do you say? Is he excited? Uh, I think he's got a real boner for him, and he thinks they're going to bust it wide open. I love to hear that. Bob knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, the other excitement in the NFC North is there is one leader in the NFC North, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Supreme leader. Supreme leader. They are 1-0-1 and oh and one in the division right now, and they, they tied the Vikings after a just a nail-biter of a game. I was uh, freaking out for the whole like fourth quarter and overtime, and uh, I was actually... I hate to say this, but uh, it, it, when it came down to how many opportunities the Vikings had to kick and win, uh, I was kind of happy to get out of there with the the tie. I thought we kind of we we had our own chances, and I can't believe Mason missed his sixth field goal. He could have set a record for himself and for the organization, but uh, it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, the Vikings played pretty well, but uh, their kicker had his own issues, and I'm pretty sure they got a new one now. Yeah. Did you hear uh, Zimmer's press conference about that? About the, about the kicker? No, I heard what he said about Rodgers being able to walk on water and all that. But Oh, no. Um, God, I don't know if I can pull it up, but he was just like, uh, so are you are you going to be looking for a new kicker this week? He's like, yeah. And they're like, was it a difficult decision to let go of Carlson? And he's like, did you watch the game? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the game? Who did you think deserved to win? Um, wait, I've got this clip here. I don't know if this is going to work. What's the thinking on the move, or, or what went into the decision today to let Daniel Carlson go? Did you see the game? Was it was it an easy decision? No, it's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy, and I agree with him. Uh, him and the Cleveland Browns both had easy decisions to get rid of their kickers. I did read an interesting stat about kickers, probably the first one I've ever read that was interesting, uh, was that Robbie Gold has been 35 of 37 of his field goals since the Bears cut him. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? It's not surprising. We've known for a while that that, that was Pace's worst move. I mean, and Pace would himself say that. He just went out and spent $9 million on Cody Parkey, <laughs> who hasn't missed a kick yet. But uh, yeah, I think if... If Pace could have a do-over, he would definitely do that one over. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, press conferences that were entertaining, did you see uh, Fitzmagic's uh, press conference wearing all Deshaun's gear? Yeah, Uh, good for him. Um, Maybe he has one more week left in him, uh, but he's not going to pull that shit on the Chicago Bears in two weeks, I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah, I just don't see Jameis starting anytime soon. I think they'll at least he's got a little bit longer leash now. Uh, Fitzmagic does, and he's got pretty good rapport with all those wide receivers. And I think Deshaun likes him a lot more than the finger eating Jameis. So I think so too. But they play next week. They play the Bears. So Fitzmagic is going to be uh, not so magic anymore. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see if Khalil can get to him before he can get that ball out, but. Well, recapping to wrap up our recap of last week, uh, our, in our league, the winner of the weekly prize is the top running back, and that was uh, Gurley. Sean Carr, Mister Father Time, had Gurley, and uh, well, he earned his twenty bucks that week because he really took it off. Predictable. Yeah, this. Um, week, yeah, so this week. This week's going to be the top quarterback. Uh, any predictions on who's going to be the top top quarterback this week? Trubisky. Uh, okay. Any logical ones based in fact and reason? Chase Daniel, if Trubisky gets hurt. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Who do you I'm, think it's going to be? I mean, I think you got a better chance with, you know, Jared Goff doing that. I don't know. The Chargers have pretty good defense, though. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Mahomes. Uh, I think it could be maybe Andrew. Well, who's got a good matchup? Nobody's. Trying to see. Uh, Roethlisberger's at Tampa Bay. If they get into a shootout, very well could be there. That's possible. And Kirk Cousins is up against Buffalo, So, but I don't see him throwing a whole lot. I don't like luck against the Eagles, no. Cam against the Bengals, it's rough. Uh, it could be Breeze in Atlanta. That yeah, could be a shootout. Either Breeze or Ryan could be either one of those. Matt Ryan's a bum. Fuck that punk. Done with Matt Ryan. <laughs> well, if they both have to, I won't roster him again, but uh, yeah, they both could do it. So. He's a nerd. I've never liked him. He can go straight to hell. Man, nah, that, that's a little too extreme. Him and Flacco just rile me up, though. Fuck those guys. It's hard to, I, I can't really like him that much, but both are all, well, Flacco's actually doing decent this year pretty well, actually, but I don't know. It won't, it won't hold. Uh, just one more note about we got kind of lost in the uh, Zimmer talk. Um, obviously, I want to see the Packers lose every game because um, they are just an abomination upon the name of football. Uh, but it was hilarious to see them tie. That was, I mean, and I think that actually helps the Bears out having those two teams tie specifically. Um you know, Packers tying against anyone else. It splits really the difference of what you have to get to get to the top of the league. Right. That being said, the that the Clay Matthews hit was bullshit, that penalty. It's just disappointing to see those kind of plays called. Um it was a clean hit on Cousins and yeah. the Vikings probably should have lost, but they also should have uh you know, that's just I guess football now and you know the Vikings should have made some other kicks and it's not the reason that they lost, but it was a, a big reason, uh, or a reason they, that the Packers didn't win uh, that penalty. But um, yeah, the Packers had other sucks. opportunities to to win it. I I hate to say that it it wasn't because of that play. I mean, they had other opportunities, but I didn't see Clay as driving him into the ground um, and like. No, he didn't. You know, it wasn't overly aggressive, but that is kind of the way that the NFL is right now. So. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get too twisted up about it. It's uh, the first logical assessment a Packer fan has ever had about anything ever. Congratulations, Ben. Uh, I'm a winner this week. Well, speaking of winners this week, uh, Josh and I did a little podcast last night while the Jets game was going on. And, and Josh was excited at the time because the Jets D was playing for him and he had like 20 points out of him at the time. And that didn't hold very long until uh, Tyrod Taylor got concussed and then Baker Mayfield comes in and, and just wills the, the Browns to victory and saves Hugh Jackman, Jackman, Hugh Jackman, not Hugh Jackman. Oh, man, uh, that, that other abomination uh, of a coach saves his job for at least another week or two. Yeah. Yeah, I was really hoping the Browns would go um, 0-15-1 and... Hugh Jackson would get a five-year extension <laughs> for having the best record in in two years. Yeah, but now they can go one fourteen and one. 
Yeah, and uh, there's there's been some fun Twitter reactions and things going on online. Uh, the Miz, if you recall, The Miz from the real world, and now uh, professional wrestler The Miz. He uh, oh yeah yeah is a big Browns fan, and he actually had one of the Bud Light coolers in his home or wherever he was, one of those Bud Light cases that was going to unlock, and recorded it, and then uh, counted down. And like two seconds after the game was over, there's like a Wi-Fi signal that goes to the, the containers and the, the chains actually drop around it and the cases open up. And I think there's only about like 40 of those around uh, Cleveland. So that was, that was kind of cool to see that that process. But, oh, man, that, that beer might have been a little stanky. I don't know when the last time they stocked that was. Yeah, um, I got to see that video, but uh yeah, go check it out. The yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, he I, side side podcast note. Uh, the cousin Saul on the Ringer podcast against all odds. Um, great, great podcast about gambling football. Cousin Sal is hilarious. But a couple months ago, a month or two, he had the Miz and another uh, former WWE writer or whatever WWF whatever, and it, it's just it's gold. It's just the Miz and this guy just going back and forth. You know, you can tell that they're old friends, but they're just fucking ripping into each other. <laughs> and with Sal there, just kind of taking his jabs and just kind of just letting them do their thing. I I recommend it. It's like a forty five minutes to an hour. It's, it's a good pod against all odds. Um, couple, like a month or two ago, it was, it, the Miz should be in the title. Nice. I'm going to recommend that to friend of the pod, Mr. Mike Connor. He's probably the biggest wrestling fan I know, and. Uh, Last time I was in Iowa City, uh, when I was living there, we he actually got me over to watch WrestleMania, and I've never watched one before. And actually, it is quite entertaining, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun to watch with somebody who's into it, too. So I'm sure that podcast, with how engaging they are, uh, I'm going to recommend that to him if he hasn't heard it already. Yeah, strong, strong recommend, Mike. Go for it. Uh, I'm trying to get him to, to come guest host as well, but he wasn't taking the bait this week. Uh, people are a little apprehensive. They're like, I don't know about fantasy. Well, you know, we just shoot the shit anyway here. Yeah, you don't need to know anything. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that, you know, thinking about you know, fantasy, let's talk about some real football. And it looks like it's about time for a break. And, well, we got our sideline uh, reporter, Josh Nauman. Oh, nice. File a hot report. Here it comes. Love it. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. This is the Hawkeye Report with Mr. Joshua Nauman, and I'm just here to make, uh, well, Josh makes us all look good. So, Josh, welcome to the program. You're 3-0, and Iowa Hawk, baby. Whoa, 3-0 Hawkeyes, three tight end sets. There's no coincidences here. Josh, 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 what's what's been the secret to the Hawkeyes' success so far? Um, well, it's really helped to play uh, northern Midwestern schools, uh, northern Iowa, northern Illinois. Uh, that's kind of a and then Iowa State, I mean, that's the, their Big 12. At least we played one game against a uh, Power 5 school, if you will. But the, I think that really it's no secret what, the, what they've done, and it's just good line play, good defensive line. They've been a beast. They've been better than anybody else on the field at any point on any of the games they've played. And they've, they've rode that little train to a 3-0 start. Now we get into Big Ten play, where where it really uh, where it really starts to matter here. Yeah, we're kind of uh, circling around the Midwest right now with the teams that we're playing. Like you said, Northern Illinois, University of Northern Iowa, Iowa State. Now we're kind of expanding that circle, that ring a little bit further, uh, inviting Madison into the to the realm of the Hawkeye uh, dominance. Yeah, we're, we're playing a nice little corn belt here so far, and this uh, Wisconsin game is a lot of. Look, I say this is. They look like the two best teams in the Big Ten West. So this is going to go a potentially a long way to decide who wins the West. It's the first Big Ten game, so it's tough to say that right now. Uh, and Wisconsin coming off, they started the year off before uh, the season started. They're ten and a half point favorites over the Hawks, and it's down to three now that it's game week. 
But it really kind of shows the the shift of Iowa. I think we're playing a little better than people thought, and Wisconsin is not the team that they have been in the past. BYU asked them. I mean, uh, Wisconsin's always been a top five run defense, and they got gashed by BYU, uh, which gives me some hope for the Hawks uh, come come Saturday. Now, is this the Big Ten opener for the for Madison as well, or for Wisconsin? Yep. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Starting off hot. Uh, it's a huge game. Uh, it's going to be a special one. It's in Iowa City. It's a night game. Uh, what else is special about this one? It is the latest kickoff in Kinnick Stadium history. Oh, blackout Iowa City. Which I, I makes me really excited to read uh, the uh, rest report on Sunday to see if Iowa Hawk fans can handle a uh, 7.30 start. It's supposed to be beautiful fall weather. Like it was 90 today, it's supposed to be 60s tomorrow. So we're going to get like perfect football weather. Uh, I think that's going to make for a lot of blacked out fans and uh, potentially some, some good stories come Sunday. Yeah, good stories. And then there'll be those that get lost in, in the drunkenness too. Lots of crazy stuff going on that nobody will remember. Uh, what, what are your plans for tailgate? I assume you're going, right? We are. First game of the year. Um Got to knock my rest off, but I'm not too worried about that. And we're going, we're tailgating just north of the stadium. So if anybody uh, is going to be in Iowa City, come find us. The lot just north. Um, I think there's like a lot, a lot of RVs in that area as well, but we don't have an RV. So just north of the stadium. So that's uh, you know kind of in that new parking lot area, uh, back up by the baseball fields, that kind yep. of stuff, or yep. right in there. Yep. Just, just look for the new, uh, the new seats with the tears and just go a little past that. All right. Well, you know what, Josh, I realized we didn't even talk much about the game last week other than it was another dominant win by the Hawkeyes. Are there any, any passing thoughts that you have about you and I and the Panthers? Um, hoping that that was the game to get, get Iowa's offense flowing. I didn't, I was at a wedding in West Virginia, so I didn't really get to catch a whole lot of it, but I was reading it's, Stanley's second game over 300 yards, and I mean he played some shitty teams last year too, and he didn't he didn't do it for Iowa State. Um, so hopefully, you know the receivers, ten different receivers or ten yeah ten people caught a pass. Um, That's some good ball distribution. I like that. Yeah, more than you expect from Iowa. So um, hopefully they they kind of got their footing a little bit, and they were they did that without two of their better offensive players as well. Hopefully their, their offense gets flowing a little bit. Their defense. Uh, just continued to dominate. Like I think when I had like um, a total of like six rushing yards for the game. So, oh, man, that's a D line. Yeah, that's the D line, and and you know Wisconsin obviously is going to be a much uh, bigger test, but their their line doesn't look as good as they they normally have. They do have Jonathan Taylor, who's the stud and kind of a preseason Heisman hopeful. So that'll uh, that'll be the big test this week. For, for Iowa, but they, they've done, they've continued in the last three games to do some really good work on that side, side of the ball. Yeah, so what's for the D-line this week, is it going to be just shooting the gaps and trying to get pressure on the quarterback, or what, what's Wisconsin's quarterback like? Is he one that needs to be have that end containment so he doesn't get around and scramble? No, God, no. He's a Wisconsin quarterback. That's not <laughs> – besides the, the one year they had Russell Wilson uh, as a – I was going to say, Russell Wilson comes to mind. One year they had him as a graduate transfer. Other than that, they have – their quarterback situation is always very similar to Iowa's quarterback situation. Just a slow white guy. So uh, you don't really have to worry about that. He's not very good. What, he threw three interceptions last year, two pick sixes against Iowa. Same guy, uh, Horny Brook. He's got like a – Long, slow release. Um, I mean, that I think Iowa needs to stack the line and, and make him try to beat you with a pass because I feel pretty good about that if if that's what they try to do. Oh, God damn it. Tyrod Taylor went out. I have the game on right now. I, I'm, for some reason, I'm playing him. He sucked. <laughs> oh, man. Well, bless you for uh, actually giving the NFL some ratings on this Thursday night football game. I can't believe that they were like, oh, yeah, let, let's plan for the Jets and the Browns uh, Thursday night. That'll bring in some viewership. <laughs> I know. If you saw this, I mean, there's a little bit of a better matchup than you would have thought, but if you would have like, saw this before the season started, no, no, no way. These are two, two of the worst teams of football. But I have uh, Sam Darnold and Tyrod Taylor for some reason, so I guess I'm the idiot. <laughs> 
Well, just checking in on the, the game right now, though, your defense is doing pretty good. Uh, we got four teams that have players in this game right now. And, uh, well, Travis and Howard are both underperforming on their projections. But you and uh, you and Sean are, are overperforming right now, even though Tyrod's not doing too well for you. So that's our little Thursday night. I forgot I have the Jets D. All right, let's go, let's go D. Well, uh, so that's great outlook for next week and, uh, you know, terrible outlook for Thursday night football. But uh, when I say next week, I mean, I mean, Saturday, uh, just this this upcoming week of football. But we did have a little record breaking going on. It, we, you know, as uh, Stanley was getting the ball around to all 10 of his uh, receivers uh, or those who had receptions, we had a little special moment for our tight end. Uh, fancy stud. He had 100 receiving yards and a touchdown in the first quarter against you and I. And he was just better than you and I. And, I mean, it's he's basically played a year and a half, and he's the leading touchdown for a tight end, most touchdown receptions. So the guy's only going to keep adding to that record as long as he stays healthy. And I think he's going to be a key this week, too, for, for the Hawks. Uh, keep him going like he did last week. That'll really help help the team out and give him a, a chance to win. Well, on uh, terms of uh, you know Hawkeye tight ends, is he going to be more of a Moyaki in the NFL or Dallas Clark? Um, he is going to be more of a I think a Dallas Clark in terms of longevity and playing for a while. I mean, he looks like the real deal. He can't run block very well, which is I mean that's. He obviously has a skill because as an Iowa tight end, you have to be able to run block to get in. And he's the first tight end that Kirk Ferentz like, no, we got to get him on the field no matter what. Uh, and that kind of tells you a little bit to, to the skills he has as, as a receiver. I think he'll be he'll be in the NFL for a while. Well, we'll be looking for him. Uh, I know I'm happy to have Kittle on my team, and I know uh, we'll have a few other managers in our league who'd be happy to have another Iowa tight end since they do so well. Uh, that's about the time we got for this week, though, Josh. Any parting thoughts? Uh, let's go, Hawks. Anyone's in Iowa City on Saturday, come find me. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's go, Hawks. Thanks, as always, Josh, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, sounds good. He fires Fair. downfield. It's caught, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa! Touchdown, Iowa! Time on the clock! I don't believe what I just saw! Touchdown, Iowa! Wow. Uh, that's great. Uh, great to hear. Thanks, Josh, for that. Uh, probably thanked you too many times. Thank you then. Thank you now. Uh, we always appreciate it. Yeah, love it. I love to hear the confidence heading into uh, the Badger week here. Big night game. Be afraid of Kinnick at night. Um, I can tell you I will be a giant Iowa Hawkeye fan if they win this game. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Uh, Josh has some good analysis on, on what to look out for and not worrying about their QB, but getting the, the defense, the line, just continuing to dominate. Yeah, strength against strength. Their offensive line, our defensive line should be, uh, should be a fun one on Saturday night. All right, Pete. Well, I want to play a little game here. We haven't done any games before. I want to play a little game here. Let's let's play a game. Let, let's talk about uh, the fantasy acquisitions that were made this week, and we're going to play a little game. It's going to be uh, a film study. And what we're doing in this film study is we're going to look at who got picked up this week, and I want you to tell me if they're, they're going to be most like uh, you know romantic comedy. Is it going to be a blockbuster hit? Is it going to be a suspenseful uh, uh, occurrence for the rest of the season? Or is it more of a mystery and we don't know what's going to happen? So let's look at who got picked up this week. And it seems to be that, well, we can look at the bids first, the big fab bids. And, well, there's two. There was Mr. Josh Gordon and there's uh, Deshaun Jackson. What? Oh, and yeah. I got Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, you got Deshaun Jackson with a $22 winning bid. And since you picked him up, I think you're hoping that... Ooh, did I bid against anybody? Yeah, there was a $11 bid from Brett, a $7 bid from McBroom, and I, I put $3 in just to see if uh, if nobody else had put something down. So, you- Oh, well, McBroom and both the Millers, you can suck my balls because this is going to be an action thriller at least this week. And then God knows he's not going to do shit against the Bears next week. But he's been uh, looking speedy, and he busts he busts big plays. So I like it. Uh, you know, it could be a it could be a garbage action thriller, but it's going to be um, 
a lot of a lot of action. Boomer bust. It's going to be like a early Michael Bay movie. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be more like a, a romantic comedy here. The the bromance between Deshaun Jackson and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is it's looking really good right now. Everything's looking great. It's like that you know we're thirty minutes into the movie and. They're oh they found each other and they're they're getting together and they're they're liking it and then all of a sudden one of them's going to make the big mistake you know Deshaun's going to you know blow out his knee or Fitzpatrick isn't going to be able to put up anything and they'll have to reconcile and figure out how to win the other one back and maybe by the end of the season uh, he'll get some more points for you but I don't know if he'll still be on your team at that point. Ooh, I like that one. Uh, I think that the uh, the second act, the end of the second act. Um, Drama is is clearly Jameis coming back. Maybe uh, a couple weeks. Uh, I'm I'm going to say Fitzpatrick has you know they're enjoying their they're getting to know each other phase here uh, this week in Pittsburgh, and then um, Fitzpatrick is going to make mistakes against the Bears. That's going to be an ugly game, and then um, maybe it continues for another week or two. I don't know when their buy is. Actually, I think it's the one after the Bears, and then so maybe that is when. Uh, Jameis comes back for a little bit, and that's when it's on the rocks, the beginning of the third act. And then uh, then Fitzpatrick comes back, and they make sweet love. <laughs> All right, we'll have to see how that plays out and how much the box office racks up there. Uh, the other the other uh, transaction was the Josh Gordon. Uh, the I dropped him uh, and upon hearing the news on Sunday morning that he had left the Browns, and I forgot for a moment, how incompetent the Browns front office is. And it assumed that he had failed a drug test because why else would they have just dropped him um, so quickly or said that they were going to drop him. And instead he gets traded to the new England Patriots. At one point I did my best Michael Bluth and I said, I've made a huge mistake. And at that, and I was hoping that nobody else would want to spend any money on him. Everybody else was apprehensive I put a $12 bid, um, 12 for the number that he wore, uh, thinking that might be lucky enough. But Blecka came in with $31 and, and won him <laughs> outright. Yeah. Um, well, I've got the perfect movie for this, this transaction. And it is a silent French film that uh, a film critics think is, is a beautiful film, but doesn't really make any noise in America. And the general audience uh, soon forgets about it because I don't think he's going to do jack shit in New England. I think it's uh, it, that's a, definitely a, a, a boomer bust, but a different kind of boomer bust uh, pick. And Blecka can certainly afford to take that kind of risk as the two-time reigning champ. But uh, I, I just I don't see this uh, working out in New England. Yeah, I think it's either going to be this season or nothing um, for him. So the, the value as a keeper is definitely there, but I don't know if Josh has – I'm rooting for him. Honestly, Like I, I want him to do well. Even though he's not on my team, I would love to see him just come back and dominate. Um, I would have loved it more if he was on my team. Shit. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but I think you're on point. I think it's going to be like – I think maybe we'll get – one week with like maybe like week seven if he's still there and he'll get like one week where he gets like 120 yards and a touchdown and he'll be like oh josh gordon oh my god and that's gonna be like that like one week when all the critics are like oh my goodness have you heard of this movie la amour de trois <laughs> and it's and everyone's gonna be like what no and then uh people are gonna be like hey Maybe we should check out this movie. And then everyone's like, oh, fuck, it's a silent French film. Let's go back to not caring. And Josh Gordon's going to smoke weed and get kicked off the team. Yeah. Uh, and I think that Bill's not going to use him as much as he likes. He'll probably use him more as a decoy, you know, just have him run uh, flag routes and just take the, the corner and the safety off. And then Bill, he's, he's a strategist. He'll, he'll know how to play him. But I just don't think that maybe he'll be getting all the points. I don't know, though. I, yeah, I don't think he's even going to play this week, and I don't know. I haven't really heard that, but I, I just think it's it's a nothing. I think it, it's something that we're talking about now because it's a guy was good, really good for three weeks, four years ago. But uh, <laughs> that's it. Like he, he can't keep himself straight. So 
He's kind of like a, a cult classic. It's kind of like The Room. I don't know if you've ever seen The Room, but it, and then it's come back and made a resurgence and some people just still love it and can't get over it. And then other people are just done with it. So, all right. Yeah, uh, that's the one that, that they made a movie where uh, James Franco did, right? Yeah. Both a movie about the making of it. Yeah, and if you haven't seen The Disaster Artist, please watch The Room first because it is, have a, have a make a drinking game out of it. It is just, it is so bad, but it is so... You can't turn your eyes away from it. It is there's something captivating about it too. I don't know, and I, I just can't recommend it highly enough. Then watch the Disaster Artist, and you'll appreciate it even more. I'll have to check out the room. The Disaster Artist is pretty good. All right, that was a fun movie game, uh, but let's yeah. move on. We'll play that again next week. Let's look at uh, the the matchups this week before we we go into another segment. But let's look at the matchups and uh, make some just quick predictions here, Pete. We've got. Uh, let's start at the bottom here. Three tight end sets going up against, well, it is... Three tight end sets. That's Iowa football. Going up against... It's not just Mother Boy, it's Mother Boy 30. We got a 1-1 one and one versus 2-0, and oh, and uh, Josh is kind of underperforming right now. What do you think, Pete? Josh or uh, Blecka in this matchup? Uh, well, Blecka's got a better team, but... Um, this league is all about parody and Josh is going to win to knock Blecka down. I like it. I hope so because I have high hopes of winning this week. But before we talk about my match, let's talk about... You're going to lose. Executive branch. Executive branch. your face for free? Executive branch and the face police. I think this one's pretty handedly. Uh, Howard is underperforming right now and I, I think Vaughn's team's just beautiful. It's a good looking team. I think he's going to climb out of seventh place there and uh, go improve the record two and one. Um, Howard took it to me last week, but he had a huge game from Roethlisberger. And I think it happens again because Rogers is going to be terrible uh, for Vaughn. So Howard's going to win this one easily. All right. Howard's uh, going to two and one then on your prediction. All right, and we've got a couple other, you know, games to talk about. We've got... Seven Costanza. You're serious. Going up against my favorite... Yub, yub, yubby rumble pigskins. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, and McBroom just having the most points in the league. Uh, well, no, second most points in the league. Uh and he is just had the most points against, though. He's had 417 points scored against him this, this season so far. And so he's <laughs> lost two in a row. That's, that's over 200 a game against him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty brutal. Uh, I'm pretty confident that McBroom's going to win this one. And uh, that's going to be my lock of the week. Oh, interesting. Um, you know what? I kind of think McBroom has a chance but someone's got to win and I'm going to do broom a favor and lock up Brett Miller, seven Costanza, the Higgins curse. It's on you, Brett. Yeah. So for those who don't know what the Higgins curse is, Pete is now Owen two in the, the locks of the week. And so I think he's given Brett the dreaded uh, boat of confidence here. Um, so we'll we'll see how that works. Make me proud, Brett. And I happen to be happy Rosh Hashanah. I have not lost or Yom Kippur. <laughs> I have not lost a pick yet. So equally confident am I, and that just means McBroom is just uh, he's locked up for the week. So um, we got to yeah, that's good. Mo- that's good mojo for Broom. Yeah. All right, we've got uh, our my co-host here <laughs> up against Terrifying Father Time. Is that Sean Carr's track? <laughs> That's just me as saying it as excited as I can. So we don't have like we don't that. have a drop for Sean. <laughs> and nor should we. Uh, well, he scored 18 points. Fucking Crowell against me yesterday. Got a couple of stupid touchdowns, but revenge uh, game. I'm gonna win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think you both are terrible. I think you're gonna tie. Hi, exactly. Okay. That would be, I don't think we've ever had that in this league of parody before. No, that is extremely difficult to do. Yeah. Well, and then our, cause I think that you even break it down past the uh, decimals that we, the, the hundredth percent that we see. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Huh? Maybe first time for everything, right? Yeah. Maybe it'll be point three repeating for both. They of us. do have a column for records for you know it says for me two and O and O right now. So they apparently it's possible, or at least they've factored that in. Yeah. That's stupid looking. I wish that they didn't have that. Yeah, so it's it's my team, the It's Chicky Chicky Palm Brom. Going up against I don't know if you've ever heard of the jerky boys. The, yeah, nobody's heard of the jerky boys. Well maybe somebody. They've won one game so far this season and uh, had a decent showing last night, but right on par with the projections as it is right now. Yeah, you're gonna lose. No, I'm I'm expecting my top QB Drew Brees is gonna come in, and then and then Blake Bortles, man, I'm starting him this week, uh, doing that over Alex Smith. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe they'll be the top one and two there, but he's got Cam Newton, and Cam can get those rack up those rushing yards. So it'll be a good game. He has garbage, or you have have terrible running backs. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, I'm looking at you. Well, I was looking at Alex Collins and Latavius Murray. Yeah, I've got James Conner and Leonard Fournette, but they're in my flex because they play later in the, the week and uh, I might need to swap them out if something happens. Fournette is at noon. Is he playing though? He didn't play he last week. He did not play last week. He's on track to play, but if I need to, I'll, uh, I'll swap him out. I've got Deion Lewis or uh, Cooper Cup. Maybe I'll throw one of them in there. Fournette's a noon game, so you got to make that decision. But you'll probably you'll have more info. Yep, I'll make an educated guess. That's all this is. Yes, well, that's sir. our pre- our right. predictions for the I... week. Uh, got one last little game here. I want to play, Pete. Let's do it. All right. You have to believe it. We got to go back to 1955. I don't believe it. So that means, Pete, we got to go back in time. We let's. I think it's always fun to take a look back at last year and, and see, you know, how crazy things have changed over the past year. And so I'm going to go back to week three of the regular season last year, uh, exactly one year in time. And I'm going to ask you to tell me the top. Try to pick out the top. Uh, the top. Name two. Let's see if you can name two out of the top five quarterback performers for that. That week. I think this is an excellent example of why we should have more keepers, by the way. Um, just showing how uh, the draft doesn't really matter that much. So good, good job, Ben, promoting this podcast standard that we should have more keepers. But now uh, I will, I will guess, let's see, week three last year. Uh, oh, Brady. number one. And actually, Pete, I checked you won that week uh, with the top quarterback. So. With Brady. Brady. Yep. Uh, so good guess there. Number two, what do you think? Uh, and you don't have to get him in order. You could just in any of the top five. I don't think uh, Rodgers was hurt yet, so I'll guess No, Rogers. he was number eight. Um, oh, Alex Smith was having a huge start to the year. Is no, he, he was actually 21. He must have had a bad week that week. Ooh. How about uh, Cam? No, Breeze? nope. Neither one of those. Uh, they're both out. Yeah, so this is this is why. Wentz? No. This is uh, this is why it's fun. All of those ones you just mentioned were outside the top ten. Uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, All right, I'm gonna off. Give me, give here's me. Like, number two. Is give me eight. You want what? Eight. eight names. So there are four left. Give me just eight names. All right. So we've got uh, Eli Manning, Deshaun Kaiser, Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles, uh, Watson, Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum. And Kirk Cousins. Okay. So what Deshaun no. isn't in there? Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, number four. <laughs> There's no way what's his name? Kaiser is in there. No, he was number twelve, but I had to throw in. Wow, twelve even. Um Keenum? Uh Keenum was number three. And there's one more for number five. Who was number two? Uh Russell Wilson. I gave you that one. Number five. Number five. Bortles. The yeah. It was Bortles. Nice, nice call. So, you know, looking at those top five and even the top 10, we got some names that really aren't doing anything anymore. Case Keenum, Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer. Uh, yeah. Dak. Brian Hoyer. Yeah. He's still starting for the Niners. Oh, my God. Adorable. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's fun. Uh, you want to do another position? Sure. But let's do like top three. Uh, what position you want to do, Pete? Running back, my favorite. All right, so running back. Um, Gurley. Yeah, number one. Zeke. 
He was at 11, actually, outside of the top 10. Wow. Bell? I'm going to give you, yeah, five five guesses total to see if you can get this. No, number nine. Okay. Um, let's see. Week three. Was Kamara a thing yet? I'll take, I'm going to cheat and take either Saints running back. Uh, neither one. Neither one. So that's, that's two guesses there. You got three more, Pete. See if you can get at least one more of these top five, top 10 even. I'll All see. Right. Uh, Fournette. No. 13. 13. I thought week three was when he had that huge 90-yard run. Oh, well. He was, he was um, questionable. I mean, he had 15 points. Melvin Gordon. Uh, no, not even in there. I don't even see him on the list here. Wow. All the way at the bottom. So that's you got right. one more guess to get one of the top 10. My final guess. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem was number five. I'll give you a number two was Jordan Howard. I'm surprised that wasn't uh, the first one to come was, out of your mouth. I was going to guess him. Chris Thompson, think- Dalvin Cook, uh, Kareem at five, Carlos Hyde, Devonta Freeman, Duke Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. And DeMarco at 10. DeMarco Murray. Is he even in the league? I don't know, man. So. I was going to guess. I was going to. I was thinking about. I wanted to get, you know, the usual suspects. But I was thinking Chris Thompson, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Howard. Yeah. So I, that's fun. I, I like this to, to take a look back. And uh, yeah, some of those people that you would have been like, oh, man, I got to have them the next season. And then it's like they're not even on the radar anymore. So. Right. Be flexible, be be fluid with your rosters. Let's let's try to get trades out there. Let's uh, keep things moving around yeah. in this league. You know, I I talked about this a little last week that I always try and give my my you know team that I drafted a uh, a little bit because I I've drafted them for a reason. I like them, but now we've got a little bit of film, and I think after week three, it's like okay, like for me, example, uh, I had very high hopes for Royce Freeman, and those are diminishing. And so it's like, well, maybe I need to do something at running back now. You know, I'm not ready to cut bait on him after two weeks. But if he comes out and is, is unimpressive in week three, it's it's time to start thinking about making some moves. So yeah. hopefully the trade market heats up a little bit in these coming weeks. I've got a I'm, – I'm shopping uh, James Conner right now. I was trying to see if Nauman wanted to work something out because he's got Le'Veon Bell, and that way he could secure that up regardless of what happens. Uh, but looking to get a another top run, uh, wide receiver on my team. So oh, yeah, well yeah. we could talk. I th- I think yeah. I've got pretty decent wideouts. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at Antonio Brown and Allen Robinson, but uh, I just don't know what. <laughs> no Ben. Oh, I don't I don't want like a tier four or five wide receiver. I don't need a wide receiver too. I, I need an elite one, and I'll I'll double up and you know give package something together. I'll give you a suitable. Right, well, we wide can talk receiver. about this later. Yeah, well, and everybody else, get at us, get at us. Let's start trading, get on that uh, our, our group message and throw things out there and let, let's stay active. Uh, it's a fun league. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> All right, so what are, what are you looking forward to this weekend, Pete? The Bears game, Sunday afternoon. I'm going to be, I'm up in Wisconsin taking down my pier. So uh, I'll be driving back Sunday. So I'm not, I probably won't get back one or two. So I'm going to miss the first half of the uh early games just kind of a bummer but oh well i'll be back in plenty of time to watch all of the uh, bears game it's weird to have not have had a noon bears game yet but oh well it works out in my benefit this week fantastic well i'm cheering for the hawks on up in wisconsin with you and uh going for the packers on early in the morning for me on sunday so in the worst the worst time zone for football yeah well 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 thanks everybody for joining us love you guys love you pete love you guys love you ben going to send you out with a little music by The Week. It's called Bottle Rocket. Adios. You ain't lived his life like a bottle rocket. Can't you hear him call? Well, he lived his life like a bottle rocket. Show a fuse and all. Well, once he's lit, you just can't stop it. That ain't his fault. Well, he lived his life like a bottle rocket. Destined to fall back down to earth with some Fun.
count Well, there's no need to look back Keep your memories intact Just follow him and he'll take you there Fall back down to earth with some big players 